Hello everybody, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Viking Drool Beard Oil. Viking Drool is based out of Washington State and uses all natural, organic ingredients for their products. Please check them out at vikingdrooldbeardoil.com What do you know? It's the Tony Joe Show with my dad, Tony Joe! Okay, ding-dongs, here we go. It's been uh, a little longer than I was hoping to get out the next podcast, but I've been extremely busy like always. I'm never happy unless I am completely crazy, overwhelmed, busy. Um, But regardless, we're going to talk about some fun stuff today, Um, totally off the cuff. I've thought about a couple things throughout the week, but um, I think where I want to start off is I want to talk about uh, my show I did at Wally's House of Booze just a couple of weeks ago. Now, this was um, like our third show for my new band, Dar, which is going swimming, swimmingly well, if I must say so myself. Um we're really coming into our own. I'm, I'm really, really excited about the future of this project, um, which is silly, but I am. So we went up to Wally's House of Booze. Um, that's in Wenatchee. I've talked about this a couple times throughout the podcast. This is probably my favorite venue. Um, it's just a dive bar, just a small little dive bar, but they treat you so well. Um, it's just people go there to see music and enjoy music. It's, I mean, awesome. It's just an awesome place. I love playing there. I've, I'm playing there more than any other place I'm playing there this year, um, which is kind of by design because I love it so much. So we get there. Um, it's a, I talked about this on my last solo podcast. It's a, it's a good two hour drive to get there. So it was a hustle, 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 hustle to get there. We ended up getting there at, at a, actually pretty decent time we got there about 7 45 8 o'clock which is a little later than i would normally show up to a venue but still we were there early enough because they didn't really didn't start the show till close to 10 it was awesome so we played with this band um who i i played on my uh last podcast with viking drool beard oil uh, the nightmares so if you're interested in hearing them oh my goodness Go back to that podcast and listen to the two songs I put on there. Just just a cool, cool band. The other band we played with was called Year of the Fist. Now, I'm going to do two songs by these guys. And, you know, I've been listening for a good week and a half. I've been listening to their album pretty consistently. And I couldn't pick two songs. <laughs> you know, I liked them all pretty equally. They're all awesome. I really couldn't pick two songs like, oh, I want to play this one or I want to play that one. They all really had something really cool about them. So I don't really have any favorites. I kind of, the whole thing is my favorite, their whole album. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to play the first two tracks on their on their album that I purchased. Uh, just an awesome, awesome band. Um, anyway, so needless to say, I'm, I'm overwhelmed and tired and... I'm at that tired, goofy stage in my in my consciousness. I'm I'm just I'm I'm kind of a fucking nutcase um, when I pull up to the to the venue. So we get there, we unload, uh, kind of backline a little bit, throw our throw our shit away, and first thing I always do is I always go to the merch, um, check out what everybody's got for sale, see if they have any um, cool ideas for merchandise that that I've never thought of or simply if they just have awesome t-shirts and and whatever my I don't know I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but I end up spending more money on other bands merchandise than anything else even fuels sometimes but yeah I ended up buying merchandise from all the bands um I was really kind of thrown back um from the year of the fists um 
setup, they they had some really brilliant ideas. And you know, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of bands merchandise displays and all their stuff. Now now we've only got like some a couple koozies and a couple t-shirt designs. So I don't have my big badass display set up because I just don't have enough to haul it. I mean, to fill it up and to haul it, it's a big case. I mean, the thing weighs like 150 pounds minimum. So I don't really want to haul that big case if I'm only selling a couple things that I could fit in a suitcase. So that's what I did. I threw it in the suitcase and did the, did the, uh, amateur hour, um, merchandise setup display it worked well it didn't really work because we didn't really sell shit <laughs> but um i think that had more to do with just you know you know nothing i, th- I think the year of the fist sold quite a bit but uh they had um a couple things that i just thought were astonishing i was i was really impressed with and and i think i was just gushing all over them because i was tired and i was really excited to see something unique um as far as merchandise because that's if you haven't gathered yet that's kind of one of my favorite things about being in a band is um getting designs together getting the merchandise together getting the display together you know that for me is really really fun i don't know why but I thoroughly enjoy it. I like, like, oh, cool. I think people will really like this, this, um, you know, wolf design. And I'll put it on a shirt and I'll sell hundreds of them. That's that's my thought process. But you know, you sell 10 and you're happy as shit. Anyway, um, so they had they had uh, a really good variety, which is which was really cool to see. They had a minimum of six designs, which I thought was really cool. I didn't end up getting the one I actually wanted because they have sold out of my size, which goes to tell you that that's probably one of their bigger sellers. I think we they came up to Wenatchee about halfway through their tour, so they were sold out of a few few sizes of their designs. Um, but I ended up getting this really cool one. Um, it's got like this, this like lady with like two sets of eyes and, and it's, it's kind of creepy and cool. So, um, got that shirt, very happy with it. And then I bought their album and I got a koozie and I got, uh, I think that's all I got. Um, but I spent like, I mean, their prices were really low, so I ended up buying quite a bit. Um, I should have bought more, but I, I spent money on the other band too. Um, so yeah, their, their, their shirts were like 12 bucks and I think I got all that stuff for like 20, 25 bucks, which was, you know, a really, really good deal, I think. So what was unique about their merchandise setup was, uh, the way that they packed their shirts, they had this very unique design of a, it was like a, uh, uh, a Rubbermaid bin, you know, like a, you know, storage bin. And they had cut out cardboard, um, inserts, I guess. And they're kind of, um, almost in a triangular kind of design and they reinforced it with, with uh, duct tape around the edges to you know stiffen up that cardboard to make it you know a little more rugged uh, and they would take their shirts and just kind of lay them over these cardboard inserts and they were I've never seen anything quite like this and they were able to they told me they got 90 shirts in this regular you know bin um regular size bin it wasn't like a huge one and it wasn't small it was just kind of just the normal bin you would have in your garage or your or your or your basement or whatever and so they were just able to lay like all of these shirts in there and it was it looked really cool it was really cool and and everything was kind of like in a filing system pretty unique i don't know if i would ever go that route but i would love to try it it seemed like they still had the same problem with trying to find the correct size that's always that's always the problem with having t-shirts is you know you you're looking they're looking at the tag and they're trying to find out you know what size this is um um, they went through two or three shirts to find the correct size for me which was fine it was no big deal but i'm trying to eliminate that time you know when 
when I do shirts, I do the old school um, roll them up and tape them up. So I'll take, I have like a, uh, like a yellow painter's tape. So, um, and the contrast between a Sharpie and the yellow is pretty good. So you can see it really well in, in the dark. I've seen other bands use the blue painter's tape and you're writing, you know, black on blue and it's really fucking hard to see in a dark club. Um, so if you're, if you're rolling and rolling and taping, don't do it. <laughs> don't use the blue. Whatever you do, do not use the blue. And then don't use the regular masking tape as well because that will leave residue on your shirts. Um, people don't want that shit. You know, they want to pop those shirts on right away, usually. And if you've got tape residue on there, I don't know. It For me, I'm, I'm kind of uh, OCD about that. But you can go to Walmart and they have a, in their craft section, they have like a painter's tape with a light adhesive. And if you wrap that around your shirt, you know, and double, double wrap it, just have that tape go around twice. And then you can coat it up with whatever code you need to know what shirt it is. Now, I'll talk about my codes real quick. Um, I do B and G for boy or girl. Um, and then the size, whether it's medium, you know, M, large, extra large, double X. And then I'll have a short one word description of the shirt, you know, so I'll have uh, a B M sun. So I'll have a boys medium and it's the sun design or, or what have you, um, stay away from the, the M and the W's for men and women because you have medium sized shirts and M or W if you have it upside down hey is this a woman's you don't want any hesitation I think especially when people are in a buying mood um, after you're playing you want to get those shirts right away you want to get them out to them right away so that they can um, you know pay you and be on their merry little fucking way but <laughs> no no I I just it's it's for me it's very stressful to think okay oh my god where's the mediums you know where's the boys shirts where's the girl shirts it's it's a little stressful for me so I try to eliminate that uh that time and I think I've got it down pretty well um I'm gonna try a new technique once I get a full stock of shirts I'm gonna try doing the tape around of course and then I'm going to do a piece of tape over the top as I have them stacked vertically so I don't have to pull them out to look at them I can just see what they are from looking down on them and go with that uh, I'm going to try that I, I'm not sure how well the tape will stick but um, there's got to be a better way than how I'm doing it right now so We'll try it. the The year of the fist, their their, their technique was um, good. Trust me, I, I think they could probably get way more shirts in in a smaller amount of space than I can. But they still had the same problem I have is like trying to find the right size in in the right amount of time. But still, you know, whatever they 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 kicked ass as a band. We'll we'll get to that in a second. So I'm I'm still on their merchandise. I was so impressed. So another thing that they did that I thought was really good, and it's and it's, it's kind of similar to what I thought about before the show because I have such a shitty setup right now. I'm running out of a rollaway suitcase, um, and I wanted people to know the prices, so I put a little price tag on the hanger of one of the shirts, you know, so they could see it. Well, they did the same thing, but they took it to the next level. So they had these printed out, you know, their price, and then they had each size of their shirt from small to double X um, printed out on a piece of paper. And they, then they laminated this piece of paper. Um, reason being is what they would do is once they ran out of a size, so they would take a, um, you know, a dry erase or a dry erase marker and black out the size that they were out of so you would look um although it was a black background with white writing on on this um laminated paper and you would see 12 dollars um for whatever design it was 
then it would be, you know, small, extra large. And if they were out of smalls, they would just black out that small. And so you would only see the, you know, medium, large. It Honestly, that is one of the smartest things I've ever seen. I could see their prices from the bar. It was, it was very high visibility. Um, and they didn't even really have any lights or anything like that. Um, I was really, really impressed with how that was working for them and I'm totally going to steal that idea. I think that's I think that's probably one of the coolest pricing um things that I've ever seen um for merchandise. One thing that I found is, is, is a lot of bands will just have their shirts out there and you'll have to ask, "Well, how much is this?" and you'll have to figure out, you know, sometimes they'll have a little price, you know, price sheet laid out on their on their table or whatever, but Honestly, I think the best is to actually have prices on the merchandise that you're trying to sell. That way there's no second guessing with people. It's like, okay, well, this design is 20 bucks. This design is 10 bucks or 12 bucks or whatever you're doing, because I'm going to end up having designs that are going to be different prices. I'm not going to sell all my shirts for $15 or $20 or whatever they are. Um, the, you know, the full color shirts and the multi-screen shirts they cost more so i have to sell them for a bit more but the single color i mean i can get away with selling them for 15 bucks you know that's i'm, I'm trying to do a lot of single color shirts so that i can double up on selling um, five dollar items as well like i've mentioned okay we've talked a lot about merchandise i don't i'm kind of cuckoo about the merchandise lately as as you probably know so as we move on, we will talk about uh, the Year of the Fist and their performance. So um, let's let's look over here. So I am going to pull up one of their songs here, their first song from from their their latest uh, release, and that is called Vicious. So I'm going to play that song right now. <laughs>
right on, huh? That's pretty badass. I really, really enjoy those guys. Now their performance, good God, if you get a chance to check these guys out, I was so impressed with how they played. Um, the singer, um, man, she was just into it. Like, I, I appreciate that so much. Like, the whole band was into it. Let's get real. But the the singer, man, she's short in stature. And she was doing high kicks like you wouldn't believe. This This gal was, like, killing it completely in the music i i was so so impressed and you know the sound the sound was pretty good but hearing them on the record was like holy cow she's really got a good voice um i, w I was really really impressed with them and honestly they're kind of got that punk rock thing a rock and roll thing i don't know how i would classify them but i definitely if i ever got a chance to see them again where I'm not playing, I would definitely do it because as you know, if you're a musician, you know, it's, it's really, for me, it's really hard to like get out of, get out of my head of like, I'm here to work or I'm here to do, do what I do and cut loose and let go and really enjoy a band. It's, it's, it's kind of difficult. So I was able to catch about, more than half of their set for sure but there was there was times there where i had to you know you know load gear or cell merge or whatever whatever i had to do i just wasn't watching their whole set but what i did see was fantastic i really really enjoyed it so if you get a chance go check them out i will tag up their website um on the description so with my band um we have added a keyboard player, a synthesizer um, engineer, if you will. We are so, so excited. Um, I, uh, I, I was in a band with a, a keyboardist uh, several years ago called Titan Drive, and it was, uh, you know, a pop kind of uh, synthy thing. Um, loved being in that band. I loved I loved the versatility of having a keyboardist, two guitar players, a bass player, and a drummer. With that lineup, you can kind of do almost anything. It's really, really cool. So I'm so excited that I'm going to be able to pull out some of the old covers that I used to do um, for me simply because I still play them. <laughs> and I, like, I like those songs. Um, we did our first rehearsal here a couple days ago and it went pretty damn good. I was pretty, pretty excited, you know, having another layer to the songs that we've written and we've been performing for the last few months, uh, really was interesting. We, we, there's a couple of moments there where we're like, Oh wow. Now that's what we're really going for. So it's going to be interesting to see how people take that. It's going to take a you know a couple months for us to get completely up to speed with this new member, but uh, super cool guy, man. Super cool. Um, he already fits right in, so I'm very very excited to see where this heads. Uh, otherwise, man, I'm just been working my fucking ass off. Um, Looks like Friday, I'm going to be working all evening from like 9 p.m. until noon Saturday. So that's a little rough to take. So I'm trying to get these podcasts out. I went to Seattle this last weekend and I did a couple podcasts, which was honestly so much fun. I, I had a blast. I, I ended up talking with... Uh, my buddy Matt Bentley, and he is uh, from the band Devils Hunt Me Down. Um, if you haven't checked them out, I'll be talking with him the next podcast. Um, that was really fun. And then I did one with my cousin, which was uh, just an awesome, awesome conversation. It was probably one of the best podcasts that, that I think I've done. Um but when I went to pull it off of my recorder, hey, guess what? It was all corrupted. So I haven't quite told him that yet. 
<laughs> I'm really, I was really upset to find out that um, I spent all that time and we drank all that whiskey for naught. Um, I'm, I was really, really upset about that. I found out um, um, I went to pull off stuff to edit and it was all chopped up and just weird. I've never had that happen before, and it was one of those things where I f forgot to bring my backup recorder. I usually um, always have two devices recording just in case, which well, I should have fucking done that. So I have to uh, talk to my cousin and let him know, which he's probably listening to this right now, um, that um, that was really fun. It was so much fun. I think we need to do it again. Actually, we have to do it again, but... I don't mind, you know, I'll bring a bottle of whiskey and I'll make everything better. <laughs> and yeah, honestly, I don't mind going and talking fun stuff with fun people. So it will be awesome. Sorry about that, brother, but you know, shit happens. So um, that was really upsetting for me this week. Um, on a positive note, if anybody out there is looking for a uh, Mesa Boogie 412, one of my friends is selling one for $400, which is a really, really good deal. Um, honestly, if I didn't have so many goddamn cabs in my basement, I would buy it because I miss having a full stack, even though I know I'll never use it. Um, like in a uh, live setting, I'm, I'm over the full stack situation. I'm, I'm running a Fender Twin reverb right now, and I'm happy as hell <laughs> with, with that. But yeah, if if uh, it it's it is the cab that I need to complete the full stack, but I'm I'm just not can't do it can't do it. And uh, another another uh, a gear um, topic is I was down at a pawn shop down in uh, the Tri Cities area, and I found this pink SG. It's not a Gibson. It's just some knockoff brand, but. My God, it was, it's gorgeous. And yesterday I was, I was so close to going back to that pawn shop and buying it. Like I got the cash in my pocket. I'm ready to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, am I really ever going to play this thing live? It's, it's more of a beginner guitar. Um, it looks great. Um, there's definitely some fret issues. Like the frets need to be like filed and all kinds of stuff and like do I really want to put it, the work into this guitar to make it playable and spend the money on it and it's like I've got a lot of great guitars really don't need it so I, I decided against it even though I did post a picture of it on social media and a lot of people were like do it get it you gotta get it it's pink it's awesome and uh, I, I can't disagree it is pink and it is awesome but I figure the next time I am naturally at that pawn shop and if it is naturally happens to be there and I happen to have the cash in my pocket, I will pull the trigger on it. But I can't see myself making a special trip to to purchase that that awesome pink SG. Maybe someday. Um, on another note, as far as gear goes, I did buy a uh, a Roadstar, a um, 1985 Ibanez Roadstar guitar. Um, I bought it. I bought it a while ago, but I just never play it. And I ended up tracking on it on one of our songs. And good God, man, that thing just plays like a dream. Sounds awesome. I did a solo, which. I'm not a solo player, but I think it turned out pretty tasty. I mean, it, it turned out pretty good considering my limited soloing ability. Um, but yeah, I'm noticing in this band that I'm doing more of that kind of stuff, which is cool because I have a really badass um, lead, lead player who can help along, you know, help me with that kind of stuff. So this week we have a big, big uh, challenge ahead of us. I not only have to do my normal nine to five stuff along with the band stuff, trying to figure out those stinking solos and, you know, getting, getting better at my guitar abilities. 
I am fortunate enough to have to um, try to figure out how to um, place some of these synthesizer layers within these songs that we've written kind of without some of them without keys in mind so we have come up with some really cool things that complement the song but otherwise it's, it's a bit of a challenge so I'm going to be pulling everybody in the band and telling them hey <laughs> write something record it and send it to me and let's let's put it down so we can get these tracks done um, as well as I've got to start recording vocals which is going to be fun I, I've got a lot of great ideas but I'm I'm uh, slightly nervous I've noticed my voice has struggled like it hasn't struggled before but I'm able to achieve things that I've never been able to achieve before it's it's very weird um, if I do a proper vocal warm-up I'm able to hit notes that I've never really been able to hit with any kind of power before so it's kind of cool um, kind of nerve-wracking because sometimes it actually like doesn't feel the best so I'm like fuck am I if I'm fucking up something I don't know we'll see when it comes down to it and how long I can last um, trying to do the proper techniques and proper um, warm-ups so I don't injure my voice but anyway uh, lots and lots and lots of work coming up here um, hopefully you all have some focus and some desire to achieve uh, I I just have all these goals I want to accomplish and I think I'm doing okay but god damn you know you get get into springtime and then you've got like oh hey we can do all this work outside and mow the lawn and do all this stuff which kind of distracts from all the other stuff along with you know your other obligations but yeah, I'd, I'd love to know like what you guys are trying to achieve. Like, what are you trying to get to? Where are you trying to go? Um, are you trying to finish an album? Are you trying to get your, I mean, build a staircase? Or are you, what are you trying to do? Finish a deck? Uh, I would really be interested in getting some feedback from some of the people that are listening. You know, that would be super interesting to me. Um, I'd like to get some interaction between my limited audience and my um, and myself and see, you know, what's going on. That would be really fun. Um, one thing that's super cool that um, actually I just got a, a Facebook message from one of my buddies is... Um, having all these friends that are musicians, I get treated to sneak previews or sneak peeks of songs that are in the works or nearly done or just ideas. Uh, my friends will send me, you know, little clips or full songs in this case, um, minus the vocals and I'll get to listen to them and give my opinion. And, you know, I'm honest, like if it's not good, I'm going to say it's not good. Um, Fortunately, most of my friends are really, really good musicians, <laughs> so I rarely have any criticism at all. It's like, wow, keep doing what you're doing. There's no way I could help you in any way. You're killing it. Um, but I got a, a message from my buddy who's down in Phoenix, and he sent me uh, sent me one of his songs he just finished, and it's you know, it's it's unbelievable how these guys can just bang out you know these really ridiculously good tunes. Um, I don't know. I I guess it just comes all down to time management if you you know, and then, you know, some some musicians are just can just bang it out, you know. It takes me a lot of work, a lot of time even even just for for vocals and lyrics and all that stuff. It takes me so long. I don't even know why I continued <laughs> to try because it it just takes me forever. Um, but Regardless, it's really a special treat to get some of these tunes and listen to them and say, oh man, that's really cool, and I really like what you did here. I'm not such a fan of this. Maybe try doing this. And uh, some some of the times, my advice actually ends up being in the songs. Like, oh, you should do this little thing here um, like this. And holy shit, I get the end product, and there it is. There's my idea 
peppered in 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 their tune, which is kind of cool. Sometimes it's just they've they've got such a good thing going on. There's no way I can improve upon it. Um, otherwise, I'm looking. I'm just kind of rambling, but I am I am looking at trying to get a new pedal board set up. I'm really struggling with what I have now is is fine. It's a pretty basic setup, but I'm really enjoying my Line 6 um, pod, which I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, for what I'm doing with this particular band, I think it's better suited than my analog pedals, believe it or not. It's kind of kind of cuckoo, but my, uh, my lead player, Joel, he's all analog. He's, he's analog man, and uh, what he's got going on sounds really, really good, but I do like the contrast of a more, more digital guitar sound. Um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not talking distortions. Like really the distortions for this project are for me, not, uh, really that important. He handles that fine. He's got a great tone. Um, mine, I'm, I try to stay more on like the overdrive and the, uh, the delays and the reverbs and all that, all that fun stuff to give it nice color and contrast. But, uh, yeah, just sitting in my basement now, um, looking over things. I did spend a lot of time last week clearing it out for the new keyboard player, which is pretty awesome. It's, it's, it's cool. It's really fun. I'm hoping that everybody, um, gets a chance. We're, we're shooting for May 24th. Fourth is our next show and we're shooting to get him um, completely dialed in by that time so we'll see I'm pretty pretty stoked on it I'm hoping that we can get a couple more tunes written before then and be able to perform them but we're probably going to spend most of our time getting him up to speed with the tunes we already have we're just doing a short short set there um, and that's going to be at the Skylark um, on a Thursday which is normally something we would never do <laughs> Thursday night, but it's with like a killer band and um, it's going to be their tour kickoff. So it's totally, for me, it's totally worth it. It's, it's, it's definitely worth, worth the, uh, the weekday sacrifice for us because, you know, it's, it's a two and a half hour drive. And that, when you get out of there at, you know, midnight, you're still getting home at like 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning, and then you got to go to work at like 5. Yeah, <laughs> fun. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a challenge. But I'm taking the next day off, so I think most of the guys are taking the next day off for this one. So it'll be fun. I'm really excited. So if anybody's listening and has a chance to come down and hang out, that would be fantastic. So I... Just got off of a job that I did for, for my employment. And let me tell you about this job. It was fucking insane. Um, I've done it before, this uh, exact same thing. So I we poured a 3,000-yard concrete slab. Now, if you're not into this kind of shit... Who cares? The name of the show is The Tony Joe Show, and it's all about me, and all I'm going to do is talk about me. And if you don't like it, then tough titties. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so we did a 3,000-yard concrete pour. And if you don't know anything about concrete and how much that is, that's a fucking shit ton. It's a shit ton of concrete. We um, started at 8 o'clock at night. It's a hour and a half drive from my office to the job site. We get down there at 9.30 in the evening and we work from 9.30 all the way to 9.30 <laughs> and then another hour and a half drive back home. So it ended up being about a 15 hour day, which was really grueling and this is on a Friday night so this is this this past Friday um, really really fucked up my whole weekend so I'm a little off and um, I've I haven't put out podcasts in a couple weeks because of um, my work and how busy I've been it's really hard to focus and find quiet time where you can record these things 
I kind of underestimated how grueling a podcast schedule would be with with a full-time job and band shit like when we're recording like I missed a week when I was recording because I'm fucking recording I'm recording my guitars I'm recording whatever I have to I have to be there for all the sessions to make sure you know to be that extra set of ears to make sure that everybody's doing their their stuff right and you know I have to have people there when when I'm recording to make sure that I'm doing my stuff right um you know it's it's a whole process but uh, yeah, super fucking busy, and I really underestimated how much time and how much energy is put into this podcast. You know, it's it's a thing for fun, as as I've mentioned before. It's all about the fun, baby. It's all about the good times, um, and um, it hasn't been unpleasant. It's like working out. It's like when you go to the gym, you don't want to do it. You don't want to go to the gym. What the fuck? I don't want it. But when you're done, you don't regret it. <laughs> you know, I'm sure there's things I regret about the podcast. But when I'm done, I have that euph- euphoric feeling like, oh, yeah, I got it done, man. I, I did my sets. I did my did my crunches. I did my whatever. I got my podcast done. So that's where I'm at right now is I'm, I'm just... I'm not calling it in, but I'm really forcing time. I'm forcing myself to get down here and record because I'm I'm super limited on the time that I can't do it because in my basement there's no insulation or sound barrier between the main floor and the basement, so I could hear everything. I could hear all the footsteps, I could hear all the all the animals when they walk. I can hear their little paws, you know, running around. So it's uh, tough. <laughs> it's tough. So as, as I've mentioned, uh, my 4 a.m. podcast broadcast time is is true. I mean, that's that's when I can do it. Right now we're pushing five o'clock and we're getting ready to go to the gym or, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the actual gym. Let's talk about that for a second. Hey, let's talk about how fucking annoying people are at the gym. Hey, that's great. Look at me. I'm I'm the guy with uh, way too much testosterone who has to um, herk and jerk every fucking plate in the whole goddamn gym. I have to drop every fucking last rep um, on the machine or whatever. It's just, it's so annoying. I can't hardly stand it. I, uh, I'm... I'm very sound sensitive, so if you got some asshole who's like, you know, come on, dude. If you have to struggle that hard and you have to drop it on your last rep, it's probably too heavy for you. It's just probably maybe 10 pounds too heavy. Just back it off a little bit. Then you won't be making so much noise and annoying everyone around you. Or how about the uh, the uh, the coughers, the people who cough while they're on the treadmill and they're running? Oh, that's fun. That's my favorite. You know, you're you're running, you're you're focusing, you're trying to get in your zone, whether it's zoning out or focusing on the music on your headphones, so that you can get through the the pain and get into the uh, euphoric feeling of running, um, getting that runner's high, if you will. Um, yeah, yeah, and then you got some asshole two treadmills down <coughs> every every fucking five minutes, or you know, let, let's let's shorten that time span. How about every five seconds? Uh, yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> but the one thing I do love and I do appreciate is the the guy um, who goes to the gym in the jeans. You know, now that's just, that's commitment. You know, you're so focused on getting to the gym, you're not going to change into uh, sweatpants or shorts. You're just going to go in your jeans. Who gives a fuck? This is your life and you're living it. I appreciate that. I, I, I really appreciate that guy. And usually he's there before me in the morning. So um, I'll hail the gene god of the gym. The gym, the gym gene god. So that is... Um, what I like and dislike about the gym, um, you know, and obviously it doesn't smell great in there. Um, they're always playing horrible, god awful music, um, which is awesome. And uh, what else? What else is is just makes my heart flutter? Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um, 
But, you know, if you got to do it, you got to do it. I understand. Um, I do go. I haven't been in like probably two months to our gym, which is right down the road. Um, I prefer to run. I prefer to hit the road and I'll do three miles a day. I'm trying to do it every day. It's been rough with my work schedule. And then I, I, uh, pulled the trigger on a bunch of uh, free weights. So I have free weights in my basement and I'll run and then come down and do half an hour or an hour of, of weight training. Um, it's tough. I mean, all in all, it's, it's like an hour and a half of, of, uh, you know, working out every day. that's a lot of time, but you know, you got to sacrifice something. And a lot of the times I'm sacrificing that sweet, sweet TV time. Um, I am a fan of television, of movies and TV, like very much so. So yeah, that's, that's the gym fun times. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to hit the road here in a few minutes and I'm going to do my three miles and try to get off to work early enough. And I get to go, um, back to that job site that I was at Friday and we are going to pick up 80, uh, six by 12 cylinders, concrete cylinders. And those things weigh about 30 pounds each. So I, I've never actually weighed one. I should probably weigh one and see how much they weigh. I'm going to do that today. Um, I I'm interested to see how much they weigh and, uh, I'm, I have to move 80 of them and they're in plastic molds and we have to strip them out of the molds and all that stuff. So that's going to be an all day event. That's pretty neat. Um, on, on another note, which is completely off track from what I'm talking about, but I'm just sharing. Today's my sharing day. Um, I just put some casters on my um, base cab. I have a little base cab. Um, it's a SWR Triad, which is a 15-inch uh, speaker, a 10-inch, and a tweeter. Um, it's a great little cab. It's awesome. The only problem with it is it doesn't have wheels so I put some casters on it and and it's got the casters with the locks so that's really exciting because now we can instead of having to haul that thing we can just roll it into whatever venue we're using and I'm uh, my bass player is going to be using that my I think my drummer is going to be using my drum kit because I have this little Mapex set that's it's kind of like a jazz fusion set it's it's really sounds good it's a really cool set and it's already here, easy to transport back and forth kind of thing. So we shall see. Um, we're just trying to streamline all of our gear, which is completely off subject. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. All right, guys. What would you like to hear? I mean, let's get real. What do you want to hear from me? Um, are you enjoying the podcast? I'm, I'm really enjoying doing it. I'm I'm trying to refocus and and re-energize myself because I'm I fucked up the last the last interview I did <laughs> big time. Um, I didn't fuck it up, but I didn't bring a fucking like I I uh, said earlier in the podcast. I didn't bring a I didn't bring a backup man. That was that was an amateur move, and it's even more amateur than I am because my first interview that I did. I had a backup recorder going and that was what the, I, I used because I'm, I had a, a, a mess up as well. So it was just yeah crazy. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm re-energizing myself on the podcast. I love doing it. Um, there's a couple things I need to do. So if there's any podcasters out there that are listening, um, I would love some feedback and some help. Um, I haven't gotten my stuff on iTunes yet or like Google Play. And those are pretty big players when it comes to podcasting. It really has to do with the lack of time I've had to research it and put my podcast out. The 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 app I use is Anchor and it kind of throws everything out to the sites that I use to listen to podcasts like like what is that Stitcher <laughs> that's the one that I listen to I really like that app um, because you can you know skip and you know go back and I don't know it it, it, it kind of starts off where you left where you left if you have to you know leave and it'll fire right back up 
um, to what you were listening to at that point. I, I really enjoy that app more so than anything, and, and I don't use iTunes, so I don't know what that is is about and how user-friendly their podcast uh, streaming app is, but uh, I know that a lot of my friends do use uh, Apple products, and that's how they listen to their podcast. So that's the goal here, I think, within the next month is trying to get I wanted to do it before the 10th episode, but obviously that didn't happen since we're on like number 13 right now. Uh, so I want to get all my stuff on the Apple podcast. So if there's any podcasters out there, hey, shoot me an email at the Tony Joe show at gmail.com. And I will uh, love to get some advice and uh, help out with that. I mean, I know I can fucking Google it and YouTube it and figure it out myself, but Hey, I just want some interaction. I want some, um, you know, I want a little bit of you in my show. I want a little bit of you in me, you know, why not? You know, it's, a, it's you know, 2019, we're all open-minded people. Let's get you in me. Come on. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm going to let everybody know uh, that I will be heading back to Seattle to do uh, a few more podcasts. There's a couple people that I have contacted that are, are interested in doing it, and I would love to um, talk with them. I'm going to be redoing some podcasts that I fucked up, and that's exciting. Um, actually, it's going to be really fun, but um, I wish I wouldn't have fucked that up. I don't know why I keep talking about it, but that's what I do. I focus. You ever do that? You ever, like hyper focus on like a mistake you've made um let's let's make something simple just let's let's say okay um you forgot to pack your lunch for the day and you know you have money to get another lunch but you're so hyper focused on like man i forgot to pack it you know i forgot to uh, you know and I do that a lot. I really focus on the mistakes I've made and probably spend more time on that than focusing on the forward movement, you know, the forward momentum of like, okay, well, I forgot it. So what? Let's move on. Um, I do that a little, little too much. Um, maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm just in that morning mood of, of complaining, uh, Let's see what what bothers you. I really want to do an episode about pet peeves, um, about things that really bother me. Uh, I can't think of any right now because I'm kind of in a really good mood. <laughs> so <laughs> there's nothing that uh, really bothers me. I did run across a few things that were kind of shitty but um, this week, but they're not really falling on my head right now. So what do you do? So what's your favorite podcast? I mean, obviously it's going to be the Tony Joe show, but your second favorite. Okay. So <laughs> I'm listening to not like anybody gives a fuck, but this is what uh, I'm listening to. I'm listening to, um, a lot of Crystalia, uh, Burt Kreischer, Joe Rogan, you know, occasionally, um, I enjoy it when he has comedians on, and and a few of his other guests are pretty interesting. Um, I, I'm listening to Tiger Belly, which is Bobby Lee's um, podcast. That's pretty good. It's hit and miss for me. Um, I'm I'm I've I've have a new love and appreciation for uh, for Theo Vaughn. I didn't get what he was doing for quite a while, and I finally got it. And now I'm just like, oh my god, this guy is so funny hilarious um joey diaz um i listen to him occasionally he's i mean well god he's he's like an enigma he's he's fantastic but sometimes it's a little much for me um but uh yeah i don't know i enjoy comedy podcasts a lot um anything other than that it gets to be it gets to be a little like uh i'm not i'm not feeling it you know, I try to be somewhat funny on this, but I'm not a funny guy. So 
I don't know. I, I listened to a uh, synthwave podcast. Um, okay, let's 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 analyze a podcast. Let's let's talk some shit because I'm sure there's plenty of shit to be talking <laughs> to about me. But I listened to the synthwave podcast, and it had one of my favorite um, female artists on, and I'm I'm way into her right now, and I just think she's got like a fantastic voice, and uh, I'm digging the last few songs she's she's put out a lot. But, um, so this guy, he, he's very, you know, let's say he's very, uh, conversational, uh, in his, in his approach to his interviewing, which is kind of cool. Cause he's kind of, you know, telling corny jokes, you know, while he's talking to his guests, but then like every couple minutes, he's like, okay, we're going to break away now. And we're going to play your song, such and such and such. And he goes into this super cheesy, like radio voice, which I am guilty of for sure, because I, I did radio broadcasting when I was a kid. And, uh, I just, that's kind of how I learn, but I, I try to just keep my voice like normal instead of, Hey, how are you doing now? Here we are with that, that bullshit. Fuck that. Um, but this guy did it and he was like, not even good at it. <laughs> so it was like, I'm really digging the interview. I'm, 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 Oh, I'm hearing interesting stories. This is great. So now you're going to play a fucking song that I already know that, probably don't need to hear right now in the middle of an interview it would just kept he just kept cutting out of the interview and like interrupting the flow of the conversation to play a song uh, super obnoxious a really like honestly horrible job uh, I, I I'm I'm no fucking you know genius at podcasting I'm learning I from the get-go I I know how bad I am I'm not I'm not a fucking idiot I know that I need work on some of the stuff and uh, that's why I'm doing it because I want to make myself better but this guy was super obnoxious and super like I, I honestly didn't even listen to the rest and I really like this artist I didn't listen to the rest of the podcast because the interviewer was so obnoxious but uh, yeah that's that's a thing <laughs> that I did and I, and I wasn't wasn't thrilled with uh, with that style so I don't know. I'm going to try. I, I, I did a couple interviews um, last weekend and they turned out really, really good. And I'm, I'm really excited to do them. I'm going to head out again this week, go back to Seattle, like I said, and get a couple more in for you um, guys. I it It's pretty draining, um, honestly, to try to focus for an hour and um, keep the conversation flowing and keep everything I don't know fluid it's it's pretty tough for me but I enjoy the challenge I really do I think the more I have on my plate the more I get done but at the same time maybe I don't get that shit done 100% maybe it's like 80 or 90 <laughs> but then I just have to keep moving so I'm getting more shit done I I don't know how do you feel about that you know what 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 do you do like when you have a bunch of stuff on your plate do you just wipe that shit away and focus on one thing or do you do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of this and, oh yeah that one's done okay let's move on to the next thing and like i don't know i'll i'll do that i'll i'll have something drop i i've got a list of things that i need to do and then something drops on my plate and everything's wiped away to finish this one thing cuz i'm really excited about it like the other day, we got a uh, one of our button makers was uh, broken, so we got a new one, and I didn't get to finish the buttons that I was doing. So I got that, and everything else wiped away, so I could finish my buttons. I don't know. I got excited about it and fo hyper focused on that, and got it done, which was cool. But I get to the point in my day where. You know, it's the end of the day, you finish your work, you did a couple things around the house, the basics are done, the dishes, the, all that other stuff. And then you sit down on the couch or whatever. And then all the other things that are on my list kind of fade away. I don't remember them. I'm like, I know there's stuff I need to do, but I can't think of them right now. Do I, you know, pull the trigger and try to get that done? Do I, do I need to play guitar? Do I need to, you know, write song lyrics I know all that shit's out there but it seems like it just wipes away and I just need to rest 
I don't know. I, I would really like for the next two to three weeks to just every day hyper focus from wake to sleep and see how much I can get done. Um, I've been slacking on the podcast, like not to any fault of anybody's except for my own, but I think I could have probably gotten it done a little uh, sooner, this podcast, but you know, what do you do? You know, I don't know. Okay, guys, I want to thank you for listening to my ramblings, for putting up with my my flow of free thought that's coming into your ears. I am having a really good time doing this, and I appreciate everybody who's supporting me on this. Next week, I've got Mr. Matt Bentley from the band Devils Hunt Me Down. He is going to be uh, talking with me about his solo project, which is fantastic. I will be playing some songs from him, and I will also be uh, doing a nice little interview. We had some great coffee and conversation. It was it was awesome. I love that man so much. So anyway, stay tuned for that. And this week is done. So here is that second song off of the Year of the Fist album that I purchased when I played with them. They are such a great band. I'm really impressed with them. I definitely would love to hook up with them and do some shows down in California, in Oakland with them. Um, I, apparently, my uh, drummer and their drummer are kind of in the same business, which is cool. They all work with hops and beer and, and that kind of stuff. So um, they're getting together. That's really neat because I really, really would love to... Uh, continue a uh, relationship and friendship with those folks i thought they were just absolutely the best so the next song that i will be playing is uh from year of the fist and it is called i want your love thank you so much and enjoy year of the fist <laughs> 